Want to create a massive impact and scale your signature course, but don't feel like you have the capacity to take on as many students as you want to help? Stay tuned, because on today's episode, I am breaking down how to design your course to scale. Stay tuned. What change becomes possible when 100,000 people are impacted by your work? This question came to me one day, and I have been working to find the answer ever since. Hi, I'm Jess, and I help online course creators amplify their influence and create a movement with their message. And on this podcast, I am sharing the simple strategies and systems to help you impact more people with your programs so you can create quantum growth in your industry. You are listening to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Jess here, and today I am talking about something that I think is really important when it comes to building a sustainable, scalable course-based business. I hear so often that people want to have a massive impact and help hundreds and hundreds of people with their signature course, yet they have so many things about their program that are just not designed to scale. And when I say designed to scale, I mean built in a way that can support hundreds and hundreds of students without you having to spend hundreds and hundreds of hours. And so when we first create our online course, you probably did it in a way that was not terribly scalable, which is fine, right? The first time that you do something, it's likely not designed in a way that's meant to scale. But when you realize that this is the thing that you want to do, when this is the impact that you want to create in the world, you start to decide that, okay, I want to build this in a way that I can impact hundreds and hundreds of people without a great impact on the quality of the delivery of that course. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. How do you design your course so that you can reach hundreds of people and create a consistent client experience that continues to bring great results to people without having to spend hours and hours on delivery? This is something that I've been able to do with one of my signature courses that serves clients on the regular. It's the one that is on live launching and evergreen. And it has served almost a thousand students at this point with a very consistent client experience because I have done the six things or five things that I'm going to talk about today. So this is something that I not only have done research about, it's something that I myself have implemented into my business that has made a huge difference in my delivery and in my client experience. So the first thing when you're trying to design your course to scale is to have recorded modules. And this seems so simple, but this is one that I think a lot of people maybe struggle with. Like I said, when you first create your online course, you likely did it live, right? You likely had a plan, sat down with your students live every week, recorded the Zoom calls, and then maybe you took those Zoom calls and stuck them into a course and sold it like that. And while that was fine the first time you did it, the second time you did it, it's maybe not fine moving forward as far as scalability goes. One of the number one things that I find lacking in online courses, especially ones that are repurposed live Zoom calls, is that they are not designed for adult learners. You may be familiar with how there's different kinds of learners, right? I feel like we learn this in elementary school. You can be a visual learner or an auditory learner or 
kinesthetic learner. But there is something else too about being an adult learner that is different than maybe how you learn, right? Everybody learns things differently. Everybody processes things differently. And so if you're just repurposing Zoom calls for your course and you're not specifically designing your curriculum in a way that supports an adult learner, you're missing not only a huge opportunity to provide a very well-designed course, but you're also likely missing students along the way. And they are falling off, they're not getting the information that they need, and they're not getting the results that you promise with your online course. And if that's the case for you, if you have people going through your programs and falling off, or going through your programs and not finishing it, or struggling to get the results, it might be because your curriculum is not designed for an adult learner. And so this is something that I've studied fairly extensively, um, studying the principles of instructional design, understanding different learning behaviors. I myself have a background in education and curriculum design. And so just understanding things from how other people learn and designing your program in a way that is designed for adult learners. When you just repurpose Zoom calls, Sure, you may get like the good flow from when you did it live, and that is important. But more important than that is having a well-structured course that has well-structured lessons and well-structured modules that are designed to help people attain and retain information and put it into action. So that's the first step is really designing your course for all kinds of learners all and how adults learn things so that they can transfer that skills, they can transfer that knowledge, and they can actually learn what your online course is teaching them. So that's the first thing is really designing your modules, designing your lessons for adult learners and keeping that in mind as you are building out your course. The second thing is creating a streamlined onboarding system. This is such a game changer when it comes to your course, whether it's on live launches, Evergreen, or both. When you have people coming into your program, there's inevitably a lot of questions. People need to know the lay of the land. How is this going to go? So by creating an onboarding sequence or creating a system for onboarding new clients, not only are you going to get people started right, but you're also going to avoid a lot of those questions and misunderstandings as you go down the road. And so in a program that is truly scalable and one that you plan to live launch and evergreen, having an automated onboarding system is absolutely clutch because it's going to allow you to onboard new people, whether you're live launching to them or doing it through evergreen. And so what I mean by an onboarding process is not just a welcome email, right? It's a welcome email and a reminder email if they don't if they don't log in within the first few days. It's answering common questions. It's getting people the information of where to find things, what to do if they can't find things, who to reach out to. Also, supporting them through the starting process. So with my signature course that I test everything on. The onboarding process is fairly simple, but it is very intentional. So as soon as somebody purchases the program, the thank you page is not just like the library. They don't just jump into the course. There's a video that welcomes them into the program, followed by a survey or an assessment on Kajabi that has them answer questions 
about why they purchased the course, where they're at in their journey, and really kind of getting the before picture of where they are before they started the program. And when they complete that welcome survey, then they get the link to join, to access the course. They, of course, already have access to the course. It's already granted to them through Kajabi. But by having that little thing in place, it allows me to capture that information and create that first impression that like, hey, I am here for you. I've recorded this live video or this video for you. There's some important information in here about where everything is located, what to do when you can't find something, who to reach out to. And now your next step, which is to follow this little survey and answer some questions before jumping into the program. And then I have a tour of the program that they go through when they join the program. So I show them where everything is. They know where to start with the modules. They know where to find the information that they need. So they feel prepared going into that experience. And then on top of that, we have consistent regular emails that are on an automation that go out to them to check in with them, see how things are going. And then inside the program, I also have checkpoints, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. And so by having these things in place, it gets people started right. It gets them started so they don't just buy it and then never check into it. And it checks in with them with automation to make sure, like, to kind of remind them, like, hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you in a minute. What are you up to? Do you have any questions? How are you finding yourself stuck at any point? All of that without any kind of live support, right? I am not posting these things every week. I am not sending that email personally. It is all done through automations. I use Kajabi for all of this. And I find Kajabi's automations are next level. And one of the biggest reasons I started with Kajabi and have been building my business on Kajabi for three years now is they have the capability to really do these next level automations. So that... Um, so that's that one, creating a systemized, streamlined onboarding system. Now this can look different to anybody, right? Maybe you have a high ticket group coaching program where having that call is an important piece of that. Great, but have a system for it. So when somebody purchases the program, then it sends them an email to schedule their onboarding call right away, right? I joined a high ticket program back in January and I joined the program, got into the course, started watching videos and it kept talking about like, somebody's gonna schedule your onboarding call. And I'm like, great, how do I do this? And I had to dig and dig and dig and dig into the course and eventually email customer support and be like, how do I get this onboarding call before I could get that done? It was not streamlined at all. And I felt really kind of overwhelmed and abandoned by the course creator because I wasn't given a very clear roadmap of where do I start? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, do I just jump right in? Or is there a way that I'm supposed to do this? Is there like a roadmap? So really think about your customer. And when they come into the program, what do they need to see what do they need to know? How can you guide them so they feel empowered and they know exactly what's going to happen for them and set that expectation early and often through your onboarding system? So that was number two. A little bit long, but you got the point. Number three is systematizing client support. I cannot stress this enough. You, when you start to scale, you are going to have more customer support coming up, right? There's more people, which means more questions and more things that you need to take care of. I highly, highly, highly recommend 
systematizing this and creating processes in place for how to handle this, especially if you're still handling it in-house and then you can hand it off to a VA or somebody else to manage once you get to a certain level. Because honestly, you probably don't need to be in your customer support inbox 100% of the time, right? That's maybe not the best time waster for you. So when you create these systems around client support, you can answer those questions in a really great way. One of the ways that I like to do this is with an autoresponder. Every email that comes into my customer support inbox, which is plastered everywhere, people inside the course know exactly who to call or who to email to get a question answered. But as soon as they email, I the autoresponder has the answer to commonly asked questions. How I forgot my password. How do I reset it? Great. Go here and hit forgot my password and it will send you the link to reset it. I can't find access to the course. How do I do that? Go to this link, make sure you're logged in and go to blah, 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 slash library to see access to the course. Or you can give them the direct link to the course, right? And just having these commonly asked questions. How do I change my card on file? Here is how you do that. And so by having an autoresponder that automatically answers questions that you get most commonly, people are going to be like, oh, sweet, I got my question answered and you don't have to do anything. Granted, I still follow up. I believe that client support is absolutely crucial to getting people amazing results and getting amazing referrals, two things that are very important to me and very important when you're scaling a course. And so when I get that email, they get the autoresponder right away. I read all of those emails or actually my customer support person reads all those emails. I only read them if they're ones that he can't answer. And then we follow up and we say, hey, looks like your question was answered in the autoresponder. Did you get your question answered or do you still have any more questions? Most of the time people are like, nope, that was perfect. Thank you so much. And they get their question answered really fast. Uh, What I love about this is that oftentimes when people have a question like that, they want the answer now, right? They're sitting there and they can't access the course and they don't know how to get in. And so they email you and they don't want to wait 24 to 48 hours to get an answer back. So the autoresponder can answer their question right away and give them something to do so that they can jump right into the course and keep getting results. So really systematizing that. For things outside of that, I like to have processes in place that my team knows and knows how to handle. So for example, one of the number one questions I see in groups for course creators online is like, so-and-so's payment failed. How do I handle that? Or so-and-so like ghosted me or they canceled their payments in PayPal. How do I handle that? We have a process in place to handle these things. And by creating a process, you make it crystal clear for everybody how that's going to go down. There are things in your business that are going to happen that maybe you don't want to deal with because you want to put on earmuffs and pretend like people aren't going to cancel their payment plans or aren't going to ask for a refund. But when you plan for those things, you will find yourself far more prepared and you can create a really empowering experience for both you and the client with just showing up with a plan in place, right? Rather than freaking out and trying to ignore the issue. So we have SOPs in place for basically any customer support question that we may get. And the way that we did this is by when they came in, we created an SOP for it. It was like, oh, so-and-so wants to... Um, they, for example, somebody wants to downgrade their payment plan. They've hit hard times. Their husband lost their job and they need to go from the $99 a month to the $50 a month. What's the process for that? So we created a process for it, right? Or so-and-so, um, 
would like a payment deferment. Like they are, again, hard times and can't make their payments for the next three months. We have a process for that, right? Or somebody wants a refund. What's the process for that? And so by creating processes, there's never a question of like, oh my God, I have no idea what to do. And if we ever have a question that we don't have an answer to, we create an answer and we create an SOP from it so that then we have a process in place for the next time that that question is going to come in. Because when you have more people, you have more questions coming in, just straight up. And so by planning for that and creating systems around customer support, you're going to have a better customer experience, which is ultimately what brings in more customers. So that was number three, systematizing client support. Number four is creating completion checkpoints. I believe I've talked about this before, but I do think that this is absolutely clutch when you want to scale your course. By creating checkpoints, you're giving people an opportunity to feel like they've accomplished something and you're baking in client feedback as they're going through the program. It gives people something to strive to. It gives them a checkpoint like, sweet, I finished that. I got it done. And then It also gives you an opportunity to get feedback, to hear how they're doing, to hear if they have any questions or frustrations, and really get that hands-on feedback when they're going through the program. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make when getting client feedback is that they wait until the end of the program to ask for it. You should ask for it along the way so that you can see any red flags. One of the biggest um, and most valuable things about this is seeing if there's common sticking points or common questions or common frustrations where you could fill that in with an additional lesson, right? People will tell you like, hey, I'm really not getting this. Can you explain this to me? Or, okay, here's a question I have about this. Can you elaborate? And if you're getting those questions over and over again, or you're seeing that in your checkpoints, then you have an opportunity to create a lesson that fills that gap. And your program is a living thing, right? It is something that you may need to update. You will need to update, period. You're going to want to tweak. You're going to listen to your audience and how they are getting stuck, how they're moving through the content and updating it regularly. And by having these checkpoints, you not only give them an outlet to express that, but also give yourself a way to get that feedback in real time. And so for checkpoints, I use these at the end of every module and I use an assessment through Kajabi and I lock the following module with that assessment. And I didn't, it's funny, I've done this both ways. At the very the very first time I launched this program, I did that. I had locked modules that you had to unlock with an assessment. And then I took it away and I have brought it back. And what I learned was when it was away, People would jump to what they thought was the most important thing, and then they would not see results with it because they missed the actual important things, right? And you maybe have experienced this too, where people are like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to jump to the part that I need, and then we're going to move forward. I totally get that, and I've done that in courses myself. However, I have also found that when I do this, I end up missing something that I didn't realize that I needed before that built on something else. And I've had clients tell me over and over and over again, I at first was annoyed that they were locked, but now I'm glad that they were locked because it forced me to do the work and build the foundation and I got better results because of it. And so people have done the previous version and the new version. They're like, yep, there was something that I missed when I skipped ahead. And now I'm so glad that I did that so that I get better results. You are 
the course creator. You are the educator. You are the one that dictates how they consume this information. If you want people to get good, consistent results, you need to create a consistent learning experience. And by having these checkpoints and having locked modules, if that's something that makes sense to you and your audience, it can be really helpful to kind of force people to slow down build the foundation before they try to jump into the part that they think that they need without actually doing the stuff that they, you know, that they need. So I have found that to be a really key part of my program and something that people have come back and said like, yep, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am always the person who jumps ahead and I get ahead of myself. I'm glad that you kind of forced me to slow down because I ultimately got better results because of it. Um, and by having those little checkpoints, um, you give yourself your, that opportunity to do that. So that was number four. And the fifth thing to have in your program to design it to scale is by creating something and creating a system around getting referrals. Referrals, word of mouth, affiliate sales are all so key to growing your course and growing exponentially, right? If somebody loves something and they got great results from it, it's likely that they know somebody else who is going to have that same problem and will want that course too, right? We are social creatures. We talk about the things that we love. That's why there is a multi-billion dollar industry around influencing, right? Because we love word of mouth. And third-party validation is incredibly powerful for course recommendations, right? Telling somebody like, oh my God, this course changed my life. You have to buy it is so much more valuable than like me saying, this course is going to change your life. You should buy it, right? Somebody else saying it makes it more true for some reason than the person who created it selling or saying it. And so by creating an environment for referrals and creating a program that gets you referrals is so key because that's going to continue to drive traffic and sales into your program. And something that I really love about the course that I have, I just recently launched it live and I'll be recording a debrief of that for you guys on the podcast soon. But one of my favorite things about this is I have so many people who've gone through this program that when people would have questions or people were like, I'm on the fence, I don't know what to do, my past clients and current clients rallied behind that person. They're like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. You have to do it. Like they were hyping up the program for me. I didn't have to go in and say, it's the best thing ever. You have to do it because my clients were doing that. My clients were sharing that. My clients were hyping up the program because they experienced amazing results with it. And they wanted to share that with other people who were thinking about joining the program. And that's what creates referrals. When you get people great results, when you help them see those results by having checkpoints and helping them see where they were before and where they are now and how much they've grown as a result of your program. And then you help them share that. Something that I use and I absolutely am an advocate for is affiliate bonuses and referral bonuses. I want my clients to tell other people about me. So I give the people who join my program $100 for every person that they refer. It's a $300 program. That's a pretty big commission, right? It's a third of it. But if you bring in two people and I pay you $200, I just made $400 from that. So it is still worth it to me to bring that, to have that opportunity and to give you a way to get rewarded for sharing something that you love. This is one of my favorite things. I love being an affiliate for my friends and for other programs that I've been a part of. I have made thousands of dollars 
probably forty thousand dollars as an as an affiliate for other people's programs. That's true. I think it's something around there. Thirty five to fifty thousand. I'm not entirely sure where. But somewhere in there I've made as an affiliate for other people's programs. And I love giving other people the opportunity to make money as being an affiliate for my program. I don't do like big affiliate launches, but that's just because I haven't gotten to that place yet with that audience. But I do offer people who have a friend or know somebody or refer them to the program, there's a way for them to get a kickback for that. And it creates a an environment where referrals are welcome. It creates the expectation early on, right? Like one of the first questions in that onboarding survey is, did somebody refer you? I offer a $100 referral bonus to anybody who's referred to the program um, to the person who referred you. So if you want to share, let me know and I will send them a hundred bucks, right? So they have it at the top of their mind, like, Ooh, I could make a hundred bucks if I shared this with somebody. And it creates this expectation of referral and it creates a really easy way to refer other people to the program. So by creating an, an environment to get and give referrals, it only serves to grow your program and helps you scale. And because you have those checkpoints, you're getting consistent testimonials because the last checkpoint asks for a testimonial. Um, You're giving yourself a way to continue to bring in new people with that third-party social proof and creating an environment where more people are going to want to join the program because more people are joining the program. So a lot in this episode. (laughs) I'm throwing it at you. Um, But I hope that you found this helpful. Really designing your program to scale is one of the core pillars of creating a quantum sales system. And actually, next week, I am hosting a three-part workshop where I am breaking down how to scale your signature course with a quantum sales system. And this is just one part of one of the pillars of that by designing a scalable course. So if you are a course creator who has a signature course, or maybe you've had a course before, but you want to go all in on one course and create a signature signature scalable offer, you do not want to miss this workshop. So go to jessoconnell.com forward slash course to learn all about it and register for the free workshop where I'm going to break down how specifically to design, launch, and scale your course so that you can scale it to the moon, create quantum growth in your industry, and really serve the audience that you desire to serve by getting out there in a much bigger way. So like I said, it's at jessoconnell.com forward slash course, and I will see you there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Today was such a fun episode to share. I hope that you found it valuable and impactful. If you did find me on Instagram at just.oconnell underscore, and I will see you in my next episode. 